everyone. This is Elizabeth Carlisle on Heal Yourself Naturally with Ayurveda. We have our good friend with us today, Steph Galante. We will be talking about lifestyle habits and daily routine that keeps us in balance, whatever may come our way. Steph is going to provide some practical tips for helping us establish routine and purpose with this routine. Steph is a mindfulness and meditation coach, as well as a yoga and Ayurveda specialist. Steph, it's wonderful to have you join us today. Thanks, Elizabeth. Hi, everyone. I'm Steph Galante. My pronouns are she and her, and I'm so excited to be here and have this conversation today. Well, we love having you. So let's Thank start you. with routine. Well, this is the time of year, right? Um, the beginning of the new year when new promises or shifts that we want to make or goals that we have um, feel very inspired oftentimes. Now, I find this year in 2022 being unprecedented, as we keep on saying, as we've been saying the last few years, where, you know, there may be some people who feel invigorated by the energy of the new year. And here we are also uh, celebrating the lunar new year as we're having this conversation today. Right. The year of and, the tiger. <laughs> yes, yes. And so lots of wonderful energy that I find even for those of us who may not uh, be a part of the culture who normally um, celebrates the Lunar New Year. For me personally, I find that I'm feeling a little excitement too, right? The same yeah, well, excitement always, as, I, as I found on yeah, the on we can a, always incorporate these ideas into our culture. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. And so when you talk about the bravery and the courageous nature of a tiger and also health and well-being and nourishment and, um, you know, healing that also happens in a new year, you know, even though a new year really is just another day, right? It's a different date. Uh, so there's not that much significance in terms of today being the new year versus yesterday being the old year. But for right. a lot of people, it's a sense of renewal. It's a sense of hope. It's a sense of promise. And that's a beautiful thing that I believe should be harnessed, not just for the first quarter of the year, but for the entire year, because especially coming from an Ayurveda or yoga perspective, it's important that we treat every single moment as its own. And we're very present in the yes, moment, not living that's, in the that's past. That's quite beautiful. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I just think it's so important. At the same time, I do feel it's important to name that some people may not be feeling excited. You know, some people may be feeling the weight of the pandemic or have experienced loss or, or any trials and tribulations in the last few months or few years. And what happens to those people who maybe aren't feeling renewed or, you know, maybe they do want to feel it, make a change, but they're not sure how it doesn't feel accessible to them because when you're mired down in, you know, feeling stuck or unmotivated or hopeless, it can be hard to know how to get started. And so when it comes to routine, when it comes to utilizing the, this excitement around the new year or 
simply the vibe, something new, right? I think it's important to identify the difference between a resolution and the reasoning behind why you want to do something different and whatever goal you have in mind. That's right. We have to be clear about our goals and really what we want to achieve. 100%. And so, you know, this time of year is a very popular time for people to make resolutions and a resolution is a decision to change a behavior typically. And usually it's rooted, whether we realize it or not, in a place of feeling not good enough or unworthy and feeling compelled to do something that makes us better in order to fill that void. And so some people will make a resolution of, I want to lose weight, or I want to exercise more, or I want to do less of something or do more of something. And I am in no way at all judging or criticizing those goals because they're good ones. But what happens, and here we are, we're at the beginning of February in this conversation, and research has shown us that by this time, just one month into the new year, that 80% of people's resolutions have gone out the window at this point. So just in right. 30 days, 31, 32 right. days into the new yeah. year, they're gone. Well, sometimes, say, okay, like you, you mentioned, sometimes they're unrealistic. That is exactly right. So they may be unrealistic. They, the why may not be clear, right? Because a lot of times when we have a goal, it's ego-driven, it's expectation-driven, right. it's right. attached to guilt or the feeling of unworthiness or obligation, whether that's because your doctor said so or because of social media or what's in the regular media, maybe something somebody has said to you in the past, these unfair views you have of yourself and what it'll take for you to feel whole or happy. And so when we have a resolution or a goal that is not attached to a deep-seated need or, or why, something that in the yoga world we call, or yoga culture, we call sankalpa, which is a resolve created from our heart's deepest desires. If your goal is not attached to a why that resonates deep within your heart, deep within your soul, when times get tough, when life gets hard, when you experience a challenge, you'll experience a setback. And oftentimes you're not going to overcome it because your why is not rooted in your actual why and what, what it is that you want to achieve. So for instance, if your goal is to lose weight or to eat healthier, what I want you to ask yourself is why, what do you want to feel? How do you want to feel differently in the journey of reaching this goal? And how do you wanna feel when you get there? What do you want your life to look like? And when you're clear on that, if it's because you want to feel healthier, you want to feel more capable because you want to be proud of yourself or anything else, then attach that to your goal. Let that be your goal. I want to be proud of myself. And because I wanna be proud of myself, these are the things I'm going to do. So we change the narrative and we change, we shift, even though the goal is going to be, yes, I'm going to eat healthier or yes, I'm going to exercise more. But the goal really, the underlying goal is to feel better, right? So when we understand the why, that changes everything. And the reason is because our why is rooted in intention and our intuition, 
We know what's not working for us. We know how we want to feel. And so we'll be able to guide our steps along that foundation. And these actions will be attached to self-love and acceptance of saying, here I am. I'm perfectly imperfect. And you and I have had that conversation before, perfectly imperfect where I am. I recognize that I want to feel a little differently. I'm going to love myself along the way. I'm going to support myself along the way. And I'm going to choose behaviors that are going to support me in feeling better and feeling this other way, because I know that that is going to sustain me for days and months and years to come. And so that's why the difference between a resolution and self-kalpa is what it's rooted in, but also how long it lasts. Your heart's deepest desire, your intention, it'll guide you for days, months, and years to come, for sure. That's right. And, and the real point is, yes, we want to feel better, but we really want to treat ourselves better. Exactly. And treat the body as the temple of our lives, the temple of our soul, the temple of our life journey. And if we take care of the body, we increase our longevity, we increase our health, we increase our well-being triple fold. This is the purpose of our life, to feel the wholeness of life. And that's part of treating yourself with love. Yeah, and care, right? I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, that's the root of Ayurveda, right, is to treat yourself with the utmost care. And so it always saddens me when I hear someone having a goal um, and it's rooted in deprivation. It's rooted in guilt and, oh, I know I shouldn't have done this, but I did it anyway. I know it's not a part of the goal. Nothing good comes from that energy. Yes. Feeling unworthy. Yes. And the shame and, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that, nothing good, nothing good comes from that. And I find that the teaching of Ayurveda and yoga to love yourself, to choose an action because you know, it will support you. Even if it's hard to make time for it, even if it takes extra time to plan, but you know that what this is going to do is to help you feel well and supported, not just in the moment, but over time. Right. For me, that is the key 100%. And also the key in making, as you have said about routine, that's the foundation of a routine. That's right. Is the love. That's what keeps us in balance and keeps us on track with being a better person for ourselves, not for anybody else, but for us. That's right. That's right. And so, you know, I also find that when we talk about routine, that gets some people really excited and others, they feel anxious or immediately feeling like, oh no, I do not want routine because for, I find with my clients, especially the word routine can have a negative connotation because for some people, when they hear the word routine, they hear strict they hear Mm. stringent, but that's not actually what we mean at all, right? We're really talking about balance and that's not strict and that's not rigid. That's not Mm -hmm. rigid, right? Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I often, I try to, when I'm teaching, to create parallels between whatever I'm trying to teach and a concept that 
people can can identify with. So for people who are animal owners or they might be parents or caregivers, what we know about animals and children is they thrive on routine. And so when they know it is eating time or your dog knows this is the time we go out, right? They, that, that structure allows them the ability to have almost, it, it, the structure acts almost as like a lighthouse, right? Oh, it yeah. acts as like a beacon, a guide and a homing place. That's too. right. And Steph, not only children and animals, but the elderly, the elderly yes. thrive on routine. They live longer, fuller lives with routine. And the reason is because when we create a routine, there is a rhythm, the same rhythm that happens in music and why in we nature. take to music, mm-hmm. exactly, is the same thing that is happening in nature. There is a vibration, there is a consistency, there is a um, almost something that you can rely on there is a little bit of consistency that's like okay even if my day is going to heck I know that a a meal time is coming up or I know that I'm going to go and do this exercise and feel better at the end of it than when you started exactly exactly so you know that there are built-in places for you to pause to press the reset button and also to fill your cup back up. So for me, that's the key of routine is creating a cycle by which you can thrive. And also, like you said, find flexibility so that we know, okay, if I normally want to eat breakfast at seven o'clock in the morning, I wanna eat lunch at 12 and I want to eat dinner at six o'clock but a meeting gets thrown in or a child or a dog wakes up sick or something happens. Well, you know what? You have been making your meals. You have been planning your, your, your meals. You know that you can shift it by half hour or an hour and it's not going to make a big difference. No. What routine helps us do is not throw everything out the window when something goes wrong. We just go back to it tomorrow. Exactly. That's Try not, again. If something comes up and it and it disturbs your routine, fine. That's just today. You go back to That's it right. tomorrow. That's right. And so I think it is important to create those anchor points. And I think that for anybody who's like, maybe you're listening and you're saying, I gosh, I don't even have any routines that, you know, I, I, I go to sleep whenever, I wake up whenever, I don't eat breakfast consistently, lunch is all over the place, dinner is thrown together based on, you know, whatever my schedule is or the schedule of the household, there is zero routine that you feel you impart to your day, especially if you feel as though you're at the mercy of other people's schedules. And so I think it's important to start from a place that seems easiest for you. So what everybody is different. So some, for some people, putting together meals is very easy. Mm-hmm. For other people, uh, it, adhering to a a particular bedtime is easy. So what I would suggest to somebody if they're struggling with routine or they don't have anything in place yet, where's an easy place for you to start? All right. Do you have ownership? Yeah, exactly. One thing, just start with one thing. So that might be, if you have ownership over your schedule, 
okay, can you decide your breakfast, lunch, and dinner time? And for Ayurveda, you know, we'll say seven o'clock between seven and eight for breakfast, 12 to one for lunch, and somewhere between five 30 and seven o'clock at night for dinner. Can you establish an eating routine or maybe it's a sleeping routine? Can you make that promise to yourself to be in bed by 10? They're very important steps to begin with a selected sleep time, a selected wake time. These can change your life dramatically dramatically. And it's funny because people will say to me, but that's it. That's, that's all you want me to do. That's all you want me to focus on for the next month. And I said, yes, I want you to do this one thing as consistently as possible for an entire month. Because what research shows us is that habits start to take root after 21 days ish, but really can take two to three months to really start to take root. And when I say take root, I mean like a seedling right? The little roots, not like the big roots, the little roots. And it could take months or a year or two years of the back and forth. I did it for a couple months. Oh, I went back on that and I stopped doing it. And then I went back and started doing it again of that kind of seesaw cyclical nature. It takes you a while to establish something really truly as a routine. That's why we want to focus on small steps at once. Mm -hmm. Just take small steps and incorporate yes. that into your routine before you take on another. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I think that that's important that you get something established before you do another thing because you hit on it before. Sometimes we try to do too much too soon. You know, we're not meant to multitask. We need to be present when we are doing anything, especially a new behavior. And so I think it's important to, if you have a goal in mind, to think of it from the aspect of something called SMART goals. And SMART goals is an acronym and that stands for specific, measurable, aligned and action oriented. The R is realistic and the T is timely. I talk to my college students about this all the time. um, And I think it's important. So specific, the goal has to be clearly defined. Not only that, but aligned with your intention, that deep desire, that sankalpa and your why. So you have your goal and you have your why and that intention behind the why. When you've got those two things in alignment, it bolsters the connection, it bolsters the vibration of it, it bolsters the energy you bring to it. So even when my intention is to rest more. And that actually is one of my, my own personal intentions for this year. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you're pushing yourself, huh? 100%, 100%, (laughs) you know, as, as a business owner, as a mom of two very energetic kids, uh, you know, we, I have a partner, we have our home, um, all the things. And, and please know, I'm no way, shape or form saying that you must be a parent in order to be busy. I'm not saying any of those things, but this well, is my, yeah. my, um, but that's my reality. Journey. That's your life. Yes, exactly. And it's, and full. so I, and it's busy. It, it is full and everybody's life is full like, like many of our lives. They're full and they're busy, but mm-hmm. we, it, when we find time to establish even the smallest routine, it helps us. It does. It does. And I found for me, I need more rest. And, and that doesn't mean laying on the couch or the bed watching TV. 
I want it to be more intentional. And while that is resting, right? Because you're not actually physically doing anything. It's letting the body rest. But I also noticed I needed my mind to rest. Uh I needed to be quiet more. I needed to engage in practices that allow my brain to rest and also allow my brain to focus on one thing and be present. And so that has turned into many different practices, many different meditation practices, yoga nidra, you know, my own focusing on my own own yoga practice, even though that's not resting, it is resting from the world. It is, you know, taking a step back. And so for me, I have found that that really is the driving force of my 2022. But what I, why I'm sharing that is because if on a day where I feel like I need to push myself really hard, I'm going to have the conversation of my, with myself. Is this really what I want to do, right? This thing that I want to do that I realize is going to push me beyond capacity. Is this what I need to do? And then I may answer myself, well, yeah, I actually need to, right? I have to, I don't have a choice. And you have, so you have to get clear in the situation of, do you, is it a need or a want? right? Do I really need to do this? Or is it I want to do this? And understand the, the effect because there's they, everything has an effect. Everything we do has an effect on us and on others. And so I know that if I'm going to push myself beyond where I want or should be, right? Then I know that I need to take more rest later. So there, like you said, the balance. To capsulize this, our routine has to be carved out to serve us in the best way possible, each one mm-hmm. of us. Yeah. And I, I think routine around eating, sleeping, meditation and exercise um, are important in keeping balance throughout our lives. But that's not necessarily for everybody. You have to find a routine that will serve you. And for you, Steph, it's more rest. So absolutely. Yeah. So in, in closing, tell us a little bit again about that SMART. Yes, the SMART goals. The SMART so, goals, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So here it is. This is what you can do for yourself. Take some time. It can be a few minutes each day. It doesn't, you have no deadline, right? You could do this any time of the year. Decide what your goal is. Decide your why. Decide your deepest intention. And so maybe that's where you start with your son, Calva. How do you want to feel? And why do you want to feel this way? And then what's that goal that you have? You want to make sure that your goal is measurable, that at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, you can reflect on whether or not you did it, right? You can say, oh, I did take a step in that direction, or maybe I didn't, right? You can, you can actually know, yes, I did it. No, I didn't. It's very clear. Aligned and action-oriented, that's the A. Focus on what you'll be doing each day and remaining connected to your sankalpa, your intention and your why. So every single day you're mapping out, this is the thing I'm going to do that aligns with the goal, that aligns with the why and the intention. And then are realistic. And that's in terms of the time frame, the frequency, all terms are actually achievable based on the reality of your current schedule and finances, etc. So what that means is you may have a big goal and this goal may need months, a year or longer to actually achieve to a place where you're like, okay, that's kind of done or a place where uh, it's, it's one endpoint. It may not be the endpoint, but it's one. Well, then you've got to make smaller goals, more short-term goals within that. And pull, And so what you do is you establish what that 
furthest, furthermost, furthest most goal is, and then make short-term girls from there. That could be quarterly, that could be monthly, that could be weekly, that could be daily. Good. That way you're recognizing, okay, I know that I want to do X today. How am I going to make this happen? If I can't do it for 30 minutes, then maybe I can do it for 20 or maybe I can do it for 15 minutes, or maybe I'm starting with five minutes. And I think it's important. I think it's worked out well for me and my patients to write it down often where you yes. can see it and, you know, put it on the wall, put it on the mirror. But the, the thing is take these goals in small increments mm-hmm. and just add them daily daily exactly just small increments of the same thing and when you've accomplished that goal then you can add more but it's routine 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 that gives us that well-being no matter what happens in life no matter what yes. happens if we have a balance and a routine that we follow that will support us yes and like you were saying you know having those goals those small goals what it will do will limit procrastination and it'll limit, limit overwhelming. And it'll help you just, as you said, feel accomplished. And there's nothing that is small. We often say, oh, it's just, I just did this little thing today. And then there's no pride in it. Well, you should be proud of the small things. And just as you said, write them down and also share your goals, find your support. And, and this is a big key, the people who will hold you accountable. So yes, we need the cheerleaders who are going to say, you are amazing, go you and celebrate all the small, small things. But you also need the people who will lovingly, not meanly, lovingly hold you accountable. And like I say, I always say to my, my uh, clients, we'll call you on your BS and that will say, hey, remember, you said you wanted to do this and this was your why, this was your intention and help you to see again, that bigger picture. We all need those people in life. And I also think that it's um, important to note If after this conversation, you're feeling a little overwhelmed or like you're not sure where to start, you or maybe you have a goal that seems too vast for you to really wrap your mind around creating small, actionable steps, then I think it's important for you to talk it out with someone, talk it out with a trusted friend, a family member, a coworker, a coach, somebody who will help you to make it make sense. Right. So it doesn't seem so overwhelming. That's right. And, and a lot of patients, a lot of people that I see get easily overwhelmed. That's why mm-hmm. we say take only one actionable goal at a time. That's Don't right. push yourself. Don't overwhelm yourself if you've already got a busy schedule. Really just take one thing at a time and give yourself adequate time to incorporate that into your schedule. That's all. That's right nourish you and nurture you and make you feel loved and supported by yourself, right? You're and not right. looking and give external self love and self appreciation. Exactly. And, and we can't stress that enough. Self love and self appreciation are what it's all about. Because when you have that, you can give it to others. Thank you so much, Steph. These have been wonderful ideas and recommendations. There's so much meat here for people to and incorporating into their daily routine. As I mentioned before, routine is what maintains balance 
That's what we've been talking about on our path, no matter what life delivers. So please tell everyone how you can be contacted, Steph. Yes, I would love to. So one of the best ways to stay in contact with me is via my newsletter. You can find that on my website. Great. And the reason I say that is because it has tips. It has information about upcoming events. And it's chock full of information that you can utilize to support yourself. And so you can find my website at Steph Galante. That's S-T-E-F-F-G-A-L-L-A-N-T-E.com. And also on Instagram, Steph Galante. Facebook is Steph Galante Self-Care. So I look forward to supporting throughout the new year people's mental, emotional, physical, and energetic health through practices that are sustainable and simple and accessible. Well, thank you so much, Steph, and thank everybody for listening. See you next time. Join us again next week. Blessings to all. Mm-hmm.